Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jeremy. Authors of See You at the Campground, a guide to discovering community, connection, and a happier family in the great outdoors. Ten years ago, we bought a pop-up camper that changed our lives and introduced us to the joys of RV travel. Join us now as we talk about where to camp, what gear to bring, and the best food to cook. We'll also keep you dialed in with the latest RV innovations for people in the know. Pull up a chair and join us around the digital campfire. This is the RV Atlas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the RV Atlas. Our special guest today is Jim Roy, and he's the owner and the craftsman and the artist behind Silver Moose Restorations. I had the pleasure of meeting Jim maybe three or four years ago at Sandy Pines Campground in Maine, and I had the great honor of touring his really amazing and beautiful Airstream, which, uh, Jim, it's called the Silver Moose, is that correct? Correct. All right, great. So I've been in the Silver Moose. I actually did a bunch of photos of the Silver Moose. But since that time, it's also been really amazing to watch him grow his business, which is Silver Moose Restorations. It's located in the great state of Maine. And Jim has really gained an international reputation for restoring vintage Airstreams and vintage trailers of all kinds. So I'm excited to have you here. Welcome to the show, Jim. Well, thanks for having me on. It's been so fun I love following you on social, and I really, I don't really like following too many people on social media, as strange as that may sound, but I love following you because I never know what RV I'm going to see next. You know, when people follow us, they know what RV they're going to see, but with you, there's just always these kind of fresh surprises. Uh, so what are you working on right now? Uh, right now, we've got a 54 Terry uh, that just came into the shop um, Sunday. And uh, it's up from Delaware, just in for a few little repairs. The door wasn't working correctly. She wanted an air, uh, air conditioner installed and couldn't find anybody to not only work on it, but nobody would even answer her questions or talk to her about it. And uh, she reached out to us on Facebook, and we answered her questions, and um this was almost a year ago. She sent us a deposit and, um, you know, begged us to get on the list. So uh, a year later, she's up here and she's vacationing uh, for a couple of weeks. So she brought her uh, her little Terry up and uh, we're going to fix it while she's here vacationing in Maine. I love the fact that there's a list now. So we're going to dive in. We're going to talk about the whole story and the birth of Silver Moose Restorations going from just starting this business to now to the point where there is a list that people have to get on for you to do do your work. But before we do that, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Jayco. There are a few lessons that RVers learn quickly. Things aren't always easy. There's always some work to be done and a helping hand to be shared. A little dirt never hurt, and the forecast doesn't always cooperate. But the most important thing that RVers ever learn is that a bit bit of resilience goes a long way. Let's lead the charge back together. RVers were built for this. Jayco was built for this. To find out more, visit jayco.com slash built for this for comeback related news and advice. So Jim, take us back before the birth of the Silver Moose. I mean, we know where you're at right now. There's a waiting list for somebody to, you know, bring their RV to you to fix or restore. 
But what did you do before Silver Moose Restorations was born? So we started Silver Moose about three years ago. Um, and before that, I was a, a general contractor. We built homes, additions, uh, remodeling, that sort of thing uh, for 27 and a half years or so. Um, and then uh, we bought the Airstream, which later became the Silver Moose, and started fixing that up as our own personal camper and posting pictures online. And quickly people started seeing what we were doing and uh, I'd get messages from people, uh, you know, Florida, Texas, uh, California, even as far as England, um, just asking advice on how to fix certain things or how to how I did something on mine and, and how it would relate to them. Um, and then pretty soon it uh, it started. Hey, can I bring my camper to you to fix it? Uh, and then the company was uh, was born. We we started. The first year was, you know, maybe 30% campers and 70% still home remodeling. Uh, the following year was about 50-50. And last year in January, I, I shut down my construction company and went full-time with Silver Moose. So that was that a hard time for you when you were doing both? Because, I mean, I've certainly been there where, uh, you know, I was teaching full-time and doing the RV Atlas. Uh, was that a difficult transition for you to make, or did it happen really quickly and it was just the obvious thing to do was to dive it was, it into? It was kind so of a natural. It was kind of a natural thing. It uh, we're using the same tools, we're using the same um, habits that we used building homes. Um, it's just on a much much smaller scale. Um, we always love doing the finish work, the detail work, uh, custom cabinetry and built-ins. So essentially these little tiny campers are, uh, you know, a rolling built-in cabinet. So um, it came pretty easily. Now to you, like, are you living the dream right now? I mean, is, is this just as hard as, as building homes and being a contractor or, or is this, is this your great life's passion at this point? Um, Physically it's a lot easier. Um, You know, we're all getting older, uh, I'm 50 now, and five years ago I got hurt on a job and started rethinking where the construction industry was going and didn't really want to be up on a roof or on staging or lugging heavy lumber at 55, 60 years old. And so physically this has been easier other than trying to contort myself into these tiny little campers. Um, but uh, it's, uh, it's, it's working well. And it's all, I mean, you're doing this on your own property, at your own home. I mean, I would imagine that's got to be kind of nice, too, instead of going to sites all over whatever part of Maine you're in. Right now we're renting a shop, which is, it's only about a mile and a half away, um, which made it really nice that, you know, I've got a three-minute commute to work. Um, But we are in the process of building a new shop uh, right on the property, so I'll have about a 30-second walk to work. That shop looks beautiful. I mean, I've been enjoying some, sort of following the, the progress there. I was going to ask you about that later, but you brought it up. So, so tell us about the shop you're building right now. Like, where are you at with that? What is it going to look like? So we're um, currently we're in a, about a 900-square-foot rented two-bay garage. Uh, and uh, my son and I uh, designed 
this new shop, which is going to be about 4,600 square feet, um, will have uh, an office, a bathroom, mechanical room, three working bays for the for the campers, and then a 36 by 36 cabinet shop on the end. So it's going to give us plenty of room. Um, you know, right now we can only work on one camper at a time. We've only got one bay um, to put the campers in. So theoretically, we could be working on two full-length airstreams and two small campers all at the same time at the new shop. And it just it looks beautiful. I mean, I, I, you must be pretty excited. I mean, when is this going to be done? Um, we're starting, uh, hopefully this week or next, uh, the excavator, the excavator will be starting, uh, and, uh, we're going to be working pretty much every night, every weekend after working on campers all day, uh, to build the shop and hopefully be in by fall. Now, did COVID slow down the process of, of building this new shop at all? I mean, are you, are you behind schedule because of coronavirus? was hoping to be in by the 4th of July oh. um, and with uh, with the virus hitting um, you know the town hall shut down so we couldn't get building permits um, some of the contractors uh, slowed up so like my uh, my excavator slowed up for a little bit so now he's behind so which pushed us behind um, our uh, building supplier they're hurting on certain materials that they can't get across the border from Canada. So that's hurting us a little bit. Are you um, also struggling getting materials and parts and uh, equipment that you need for the RVs? Are you, are you finding that there's, there's problems there in the supply chain for you in this, this vintage world? Absolutely. Everything's slowed down. Uh, either factories that were building the parts that we're using either shut down it's imported from China, and that trade all shut down. So a lot of my um, my parts come from a, a company called uh, Vintage Trailer Supply, and we go on their website, and everything is out of stock. So uh, it's uh, it's hit or miss. We've had to kind of adapt and change direction, and instead of buying a new part, we'll fix it and straighten it out and clean it up and use it instead of buying a new part. So, uh, yeah, we've had to adapt a little bit with this virus. I know I, I want to make sure we actually do talk about the Silver Moose because <laughs> your Airstream is stunning. I mean, could you, could you and go to the RVAtlas.com to our listeners, and I'm going to get try to get pictures from Jim of all of these things, and I have some pictures of the Silver Moose that I'll dig out. But can you describe, I mean, from the outside, it looks beautiful like an Airstream, but when you step inside, I mean, you did some heavy-duty work in there, and it's it's sort of a one-of-a-kind Airstream. Can you describe the interior for us? It's a, it's a 1975 31-foot land yacht. Um, originally, it had twin beds in the center with a rear bath. Um, typical 70s look. It had nine different colors of carpeting in it. Um, including two-inch thick shag on the on the center, two feet running down the whole trailer. Um, so that all got ripped out. Um, we had to rebuild the frame. Uh, that actually broke on the way home from buying it. Uh, so we rebuilt the frame, started from the frame up, um, all new systems, new plumbing, electrical, uh, and we skinned the entire thing in quarter-inch birch plywood to make it look more like a... Uh, more like a canned ham 
style like a Shasta or a Scotty. Uh, and the theme was kind of a, a northern Maine woods cabin. So uh, everything is um, a natural birch. We've got cherry cabinetry. Um, ended up with Corian countertops. Um, a nice electric fireplace for those cool nights. It is so, the whole thing is so warm and cozy inside and so perfect for Maine. I mean, it is such a, a product of, of you and and your environment. Has anybody ever called you and said, you know, I want a silver moose? Has anyone asked you to kind of do that style in their, it's, in their trailer? It's funny you ask that. I just had a gentleman today come up from uh, Kennebunk, Maine, uh, which is down near the New Hampshire border. Uh, he recently purchased, um, what did he, I think he said it was a 22-footer, a 1958 uh, Airstream from California, and it's being shipped out here soon. And uh, he came up to look at our silver moose because he wants to do the same thing and, and try to copy it. Um, I haven't had a customer yet want an Airstream done like that, though. All right, we're going to come back in a second, and I want to talk to Jim about some of his, uh, of his favorite restorations that he's done over the past uh, three years. But before we do that, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Yogi Bear's Jellystone Park Camp Resorts. Award-winning Jellystone Parks have everything your family needs to make long-lasting camping memories. Whether you're an RV enthusiast, enjoy the comfort of a cabin, or prefer tent camping, Jellystone Parks have first-rate accommodations, amenities, and activities. From amazing water zones to mini-golf, wagon rides, themed weekends, and appearances from Yogi and his friends, you'll see that family fun is the main attraction at Jellystone Park Campgrounds. And you're going to want to call, and you're going to want to see what's open and what might not be open open. We're in a very dynamic and flexible environment right now with coronavirus. Things are are changing. So call the Jellystone Park directly and see what activities and amenities they have going. And they certainly are adjusting to the times and adding all kinds of fun activities that take social distancing into account. And the most important thing you need to remember is it's not just a campground, it's Jellystone Park. Uh, So you're going to want to visit them at jellystonepark.com. So, Jim, I, I don't know if this is like picking among your your children to find a favorite, <laughs> but can you tell us like about two or three of your absolute favorites that you're just just sort of the most proud of for whatever reason? Uh, I, you know, obviously, I got to say the moose, uh, the silver moose is uh, that's our um, our flagship, if you want to call it that. That's what started the company. Um, but um, we just finished a a custom slide-in camper for a Volkswagen bus that was chopped in, and turned into a pickup truck. Um, that one was really cool and unique. Um, the gentleman wanted to be able to roll it in, roll it off um, when he wanted to use it. So you did you build that entire shell yourself? I mean, everything was, was from you? We designed it and built it, yep. That is a, a one-of-a-kind, again. I mean... I mean, I guess what I'm starting to realize here talking to you is that you're not just restoring trailers. I mean, sometimes, yeah, you're you're restoring trailers and doing a great job. But then you're also doing projects that, that no one else is doing, correct? correct. Uh, you know, most RV shops, uh, first of all, they won't even touch a lot of the older trailers. If it's 10 or 15 years old, they don't want to touch it, let alone a 45 or 50 or 60-year-old trailer. Um, so that's where we're coming in and, uh, we can either restore it and, you know, make it look like it was originally, 
or in, in the case of this VW, the owner had an idea and came to us and said, I want a camper, uh, something similar to a pickup truck slide-in camper, uh, but they don't make anything for a VW. So we had to design it, engineer it, um, so that uh, it worked for him and his family. How the heck do you price something like that? I mean, you don't need to give me the, your specific numbers, but I mean, you, people are bringing you projects that no one has ever done before. So, I mean, how do you sit down and figure out what your time and materials are going to be on a project like this? That's the tough part. And, and a lot of people ask, you know, how much does a restoration cost? Uh, that's kind of like asking how much does a car cost? Or how much does a house cost? What do you want? Do you want a Ford? Do you want a Cadillac? Do you want a Ferrari? Uh, so to make it fair for everybody, uh, and uh, so I don't lose money and the customer doesn't get overcharged, um, we don't do any quotes. Generally, we tell people, well, this is the idea. We can give you a ballpark idea on... Um, how much a full restoration will cost. Uh, obviously, you know, if somebody wants an air conditioner installed, let's say uh, we know how much an air conditioner is and we know how much time it would take. But on a full restoration, you never know what you're going to get if the, the camper could come in and it's in perfect shape or it could come in and it's a complete gut and all rotted out. So every unit is different. And we basically do everything on a time and material basis. Now, do, are your, I mean, are the owners understanding of that process? I mean, is there ever friction in that process? Because, and from your end, I completely get it. I mean, you can't just quote a flat price. You, you could end up right. losing money on a project. But I mean, are they are are they understanding that there is going to be a a range of prices? Yeah, most of our customers are understanding. Um, and the way we work it is, you know, it's going to, if it costs X amount and they don't have it, then we can break the project down into into phases. Um, I just spoke to a lady tonight from um, Syracuse, New York, um, and she has a set budget. So we're going to work within that budget and do as much as we can up until that number. And then she'll take the camper home and then save up a little bit more and come back later. Right. And then she's got some skin in the game. She's going to want to get that thing finished. <laughs> do, do you ever have a hard time, you know, giving these back to the owners? Like I, I, if, if I were you, I would start to feel a sense of possession over them. I mean, do you ever struggle with that? I mean, they're all, they all belong to the families and the customers that come to us. So um, most of the stuff we're doing, um, there's sentimental value uh, to these pieces. Uh, they've been in the family for years, or uh, you know, they camped in it when they were a kid with grand the grandparents. So that this is their their dream. You know, we're we're building these mini dream homes, really. So uh, it, it's nice to see their expressions when they finally get it. We we pretty much stay up to date with them and give them uh, up to date pictures and stuff every every week. But when they finally come in and see it in person and they do a, a tour of the inside, um, we try to shoot video and get their first expression. Um, and uh, it's really cool to see when they take off and the smiles on their faces and they're giving a thumbs up as they're driving off. That's so, got to uh, be a, ter a terrific feeling for, for, it is. for it's you. Cool. It's, it's, 
I mean, uh, I've seen I've seen your work at this point, and you know, when people get the unveiling, I'm sure they're thrilled. You know, every time. I mean, it's it's to me, you're hitting grand slam after grand slam. We're trying. You know, that's the goal. All right, we're going to be back in a second. We've got to definitely have some more questions for Jim. But before we finish up our conversation, we have a sponsored message from our friends at RV SnapPad. Meet the world's only permanent jack pad. RV SnapPads attach permanently to your RV leveling jack, so you don't have to carry around blocks of wood or plastic blocks to level your RV or motorhome. Simply snap them on one time, and you are all set. What I love about RV SnapPads personally is they are that rare piece of gear that actually eliminates work at the campground. I mean, so much gear that we get actually adds steps to the process. Permanently mounting RV snap pads actually takes some work away for the process, makes it easier. And RV snap pads also help stabilize our rig because they create a larger and sturdier footprint beneath the leveling jacks. So to find out more, you're going to want to visit rvsnappad.com. And as Jim mentioned with his business, uh, RV SnapPad is having some supply chain issues. Go to their website, see if they're in stock at the moment. If they are, grab them uh, because they might not be right now, but they will be again soon. So check them out at rvsnappad.com. So Jim, what's a rebuild or a restoration that you would love to do, but you haven't done yet? Uh, That's a tough one. Um, I'm not really sure. I mean, every... Every job that comes in is unique, and you know they all present different challenges. And um, you know the, the one we're currently working on is—it's only nine feet long. It's this tiny little canned ham. Um, so it's—we uh, find new things on every camper that we work on. Um, I guess if I had to pick something, it would be uh, um, kind of a. And so this is something we're thinking of doing in the future once the shop is up as well, is to do a, a classic car, classic camper combination. So, uh, you know, a 50s car with a matching 50s camper for a client. That would be pretty amazing. You should check out, um, maybe you've seen it already, but Mark Polk from RV Education 101 did that maybe five years ago and he did a whole video series on it that i'm sure is like out there on youtube and the rv was a 1960 something yellowstone and i i have always found those to be beautiful and i've i've been in one at the rv hall of fame i own two of those well after we hang up from this interview let's negotiate a price so i can have (laughs) one of them because that's one of my favorite vintages i've ever walked in and then he matched i want to say he matched it to some kind of uh some kind of dodge but that'd be a cool project for you to for you to check out i'm sure you'd enjoy that now jim you also really love to camp i mean not everybody that works on rvs or restores rvs is as actually somebody that camps a lot um, where are you guys camping this summer? Where, where are you going? The coronavirus has kind of slowed that up a little bit. Um, we have done two vintage weekends uh, up in uh, uh, Booth Bay Harbor as well as uh, Kennebunkport where we met you at Sandy Pines. Um, we do have another vintage weekend. They added a, a second one at Sandy Pines this fall, uh, the weekend of September 11th and 12th. Um, but other than that, this year, uh, due to the new shop going up, I'm not camping at all. So, 
um, hopefully next year we'll be able to get away a little bit more. I hear you. I mean, our plans have been torn apart and, uh, you know, over and over again this, this summer for sure. So where do you see silver moose restorations in the next, you know, two, three, four, five years? Well, after the shop is up, we're, uh, we're looking to hire uh, probably two or three more guys um, and to, to try to lighten the load a little bit. You know, when customers are calling now, we've got a, about a year to a year and a half uh, wait before they can even get it in. So I'm hoping that once we get multiple bays, more guys on the job, we can uh, alleviate some of that log jam and work on two or three campers at a time. Um, the idea is maybe, like I said, do a car trailer combo. Uh, we have an idea for our own line of teardrop campers. Um, we, um, we're going to be purchasing a CNC router for the shop, which will let us um, do our doghouse campers a little bit uh, quicker and possibly cheaper so we can sell those a little bit uh, more realistically well, on them. Tell everybody what those are. Um, we have three uh, models of um, doghouse campers. We call them our canine campers. Uh, we have a, a 1940s woody teardrop which is modeled after the first camper I built. Uh, then we have a 63 Scotty Highlander and a 64 Shasta Airflight. Um, so we basically took the designs of these vintage campers and recreated them in a small scale um, so that we can uh, people can use them for their dogs. Um, they can either set them up at the campground for a little day bed outside. Uh, we've got them set up in our living room. Uh, so uh, it's a cute little project, a little cute little uh, doghouse. It's all made with birch plywood on the inside, all aluminum siding, just like uh, the, the real campers are. Now, if somebody wanted to order those or if somebody wanted to try to get on this competitive list, um, where can everybody find you? So we're at uh, silvermoose.me online. Uh, we also have uh, Silvermoose on Facebook and Silvermoose Restorations and um, on Facebook and Instagram. Now, Jim, I'm going to be vulnerable with you for a second. I, I'm going to confess something to you. And as a Yankees fan, this is it's kind of almost hard for me to say to, to you as a Red Sox fan. It is on my bucket list to one day – uh, have you do a res restoration for for Stephanie and I and I you know I'm not there yet I'm not at that point in life where it makes sense but um, there's no one else I would rather do it with I mean there's no one else I, I would do it with I think I mean I'm when just you're, enthralled with your work when you're ready we'll be happy to make you a Red Sox themed camper oh no 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 you know <laughs> I, I always tell everybody I love New England I love New Englanders, and I just hate the sports teams. I mean, you guys are all so polite until you start talking sports, and so we should probably end this interview now. Um, it's, a, it's a healthy competition. It is. It is. Competition brings out the best in all of us. So, Jim, thank you so much for your time. I'm excited to keep following you. And, and like I said, you know, you want to follow Silver Moose uh, Restorations because you just don't know what's coming next. You know, uh, it's just exciting to see whatever you're, whatever you're working on. It's always a surprise. And um, I do want you to stay on the phone after we hang up here because I want to talk to you about that Yellowstone. So, uh, Jim, hopefully okay. we'll see you again at the campground. All right. Thanks, Jeremy. 
thank you for listening to this episode of the RV Atlas. And a big thank you to our sponsors. They provide great quality products and resources for RVers and also support the production of this show. We personally believe in them and are happy to share our favorite products with you. You can find blog posts and links with everything mentioned in this episode over at thervatlas.com. And you can join the friendliest group of RVers over on Facebook in our private RV Atlas group. And as always, we'll see you at the campground. See you at the campground. <laughs>